just bow our heads tonight. I wonder who would just pray to him. Say, Lord, I want to hear your voice tonight. Speak to me, Jesus. Heavenly Father, that's why we've gathered here tonight around the word of God is for you to come and speak to us, Jesus. As we humble ourselves and come into your presence, we ask forgiveness of any sin, any unbelief. Anything we've heard this week or looked at or something atmosphere in our lives that's not pleasing, something that would hinder the move of God or hinder us from that rapture change, I pray, God, you would cover us with the blood of Jesus Christ. Tenderize our hearts, move in the channels of our souls, our spirits and our bodies. Lord, we don't want anything to clog up the channels. We apply the blood, Lord, by faith tonight, and may the Holy Ghost be in the service and minister to every life. Bless our sister Laverne Clements, as this is her last service with us for a season. Pray that you'd bless her life and bless her family as she goes back to be with them. May the Holy Ghost token be strongly upon her heart, as this has been a time of refreshing, a time of renewal. May she go with her heart overjoyed. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you tonight. And we'll turn to Psalms chapter 32 and um, Romans chapter 4. Thank you, Brother Andrew Rivas. Appreciate the song leading tonight. Amen. So nice to have Brother Daryl Baxter and his wife here. He's the senior deacon for Brother Tim Pruitt. And so I'm sure... With all of this order in the church tonight, it'll be wonderful. Amen. <laughs> if he gives me the look, then I'll know to, we uh, need to come back in line. I, I, I communicated with Brother Tim Pruitt and Brother Tom Ray after their last two services. I said, wow, last Wednesday was a masterpiece. Sunday morning was a masterpiece. I don't know how you follow that. And they both said the same. Well, with another masterpiece. So... You know, it's not us, it's not the ministers, it's the Holy Ghost. And the message is to follow our camp services. We just pray the Lord will have His way. I wanted to read one quote uh, with you, things that are to be as we come to the Word. Brother Branham uh, speaking said, You were all pre-planned by God. Nothing happens by chance with God. He knows all about it. It's all pre-planned, planned for many generations back so that you could be here tonight. Did you know that? He's revealing it to us. Everything's okay. It's all been pre-planned. So we thank God for that tonight as we uh, turn to Psalms chapter 32. Uh, this is David uh, speaking Blessed is he whose transgression, transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. You're blessed tonight. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. Amen. Lord, give us hearts that would be just exactly like that. Romans chapter 4. Verse 6 is uh, the writer of Romans picked up this inspiration of David that was inspired by the Holy Ghost. And now in Romans chapter 4, 
verse 6. The Bible says, even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputeth righteousness without works. Is that what your Bible says? So God has imputed righteousness to you and I without our works, without us. God just said, you're righteous. It's all God. We just thank God for that. And wherever God is, there's a surrender. These are wonderful words that we're hearing tonight. As David describing your life and my life, the blessedness of you and I, whom God imputeth righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Blessed is the man. We could say satisfied is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. We're going to get into this tonight just a little bit. You're blessed tonight because God has put righteousness on your account. So when God looks through the blood tonight as to a believer, he doesn't see sin. He doesn't see confusion. He sees clean, holy, righteous, getting ready for the rapture. God bless you tonight as you have your seats. And our last Wednesday night before school starts, the Lord willing. Let's look at this thought again and things that are to be. You were all pre-planned by God. This is what we're speaking on tonight. Pre-planned by eternity. Pre-planned by eternity. Here's a prophet speaking to believers. Don't you like that? You were all pre-planned by God. Nothing happens by chance with God. He knows all about it. So let's just settle it right away. God knows all about it. The end from the beginning... And we're going to speak about eternity. Eternity has no beginning and it doesn't have an end. So when you receive eternal life, that is receiving God's life. So your old marriage, your first nature, your first birth is done away with as as far as God's concerned. And he just sees you eternal. So tonight we're living in time, though we're here tonight and our souls have have made contact with God, we still have a body and we still have a spirit. And, And I want to remind you, these are the messages to follow our summer camp. And I'm so thankful that God does great things for us. But you'll notice the local ministry and the services to follow. Now bringing messages to position the church and establish you and uh, just taking it further and, and, and making sure that you got that and, and then taking you on. Wherever you're at tonight, it's time to go on. And, and these revelations as the brothers, Brother Murphy spoke the first Sunday. Now Brother Tom has been ministering, Brother Tim has been ministering, and the other ministries you're going to notice. And even in the future, God's building. And we're not going back, but He's just reinforcing, letting you know who you are. He's positionally placing you and giving you revelation. And so these things are good. Nothing happens by chance with God. He knows all about it. It's all pre-planned, planned for many generations back so that you could be here tonight. Did you know that? 
So let's look at this word pre-plan together as we're just going to fellowship about pre-plan and, and then eternity. I, I think it'll help all of us to be rooted and grounded. Pre-plan means to plan beforehand. It means to look and know before and to plan accordingly. We're speaking, God's speaking to you about your life tonight. It means knowing the plan and then to prepare beforehand. So God doesn't just uh, respond to our lives as events happen in our lives. It's already been pre-planned by God. This should be a rejoicing for the believer and a settling for all of us. As we look at eternity, eternity never had a beginning and never will have an end. It is time, just listen real closely, time without end, it's all time, but yet it's no time. Because God's eternal. We're locked in a little space called time that has a beginning and has an end. But at the end of our time on earth, we go back to God. It's just a circle. It is a continuous, we came from God, we go back to God. And it's not attached to whether you're male or female or your natural lineage or your skin color or your language. It's all tied back to the word. And it's not even you as an individual. It has to do with the word. And because we are individuals, we're part of a body. That's why the word is good for all of us. Our lives have been pre-planned. So it's time without end. It's all time and yet it's no time. It's before time. We're speaking about eternity. Before time. Eternity is during time. And it will be after time. That's our God. Our God is eternal. And so are His attributes. So are His sons and daughters eternal in Christ. When we speak about eternity, it's endless. It has no start. And there is no end. It's perpetual. That means it is continuous. It's uninterrupted. And it's permanent. And when we consider these words of eternity, it's describing our God. But as we go through the service tonight, I want everybody to listen real closely for your life. So are you eternal. So are there qualities about your life that are eternal. That's been pre-planned by God. And I, and I, you know, these things are fundamental and that's very, we would say basic, but I believe if the individual could just grab a hold of it, as these are the messages to follow the, the experiences God's given you, I was just in my study today and in prayer, I'll just speak to you just like this, the eternity is calling to the seed of God. It's calling to you. And at some time throughout your human journey, you had a birthday and throughout your life, at some time there's going to come a call to your soul that you're not going to be able to get away from. Eternity is calling you. And then because God foreknew by his foreknowledge, we would say, he foreknew everything, he predestinated you and me. To make it. 
So God foreknew everything so he could predestine or predestine you and I to do certain things on his behalf. And he gets all the glory. He gets all the credit because it's not us working into our salvation. It's not us trying to be good. It's not us trying to be acceptable. I know that's a Catholic dogma, but we're not Catholics. We're believers. So when we hear the word, it sets us free. Do you mean that God pre-planned my life? He foreknew my life. And that's why he's appearing to us in these meetings is to awaken our desires, to tell us who we are, to not, not just give us intellectual stimulation, but we believe that he predestinated us to make it. And there's nothing in the course of our life that is going to move us from God's predestinated plan. God's will is going to happen. God's desire is going to happen. It's all been pre-planned by eternity. That's why the Christian life is surrender. And it's yielding. And it's love. And it's not a forcing you to do something against your will. But it's God just taking over your life. And if you could just receive this tonight, that your life has been pre-planned and God put a seed in you to make it in the rapture, to make it to your future home, then that would give you the power to shake off those devils, those vipers, that lie that would come to you. Just shake it off. So eternity is eternal. It had no beginning. It's not going to have an end. So when eternity began to call to your life, God began to answer from that seed. So it's not us. It's not us. It's the seed that comes predestinated. So by all of this, God pre-planning our lives, pre-planning where we are uh, right here tonight. He pre-planned our future home. So that's secure. Our new body is secure. Our future home is secure. Tonight our reservations are secure. It's not like you making a six o'clock dinner reservations and going to the restaurant and finding out that you know that it's going to be a half hour wait because we filled up your place. That in the economy of God, that's not going to happen. You have a name plate, you have reserved, you have uh, your name, and when God calls you to go, whether it's by uh, a passing away of this life, like our brother Louise Diaz took a breath on Sunday on this side, and then he took a breath on the other side. It was so wonderful to be at a memorial service to have his son speak and his son-in-law and others, our brother Tom Ray and the and the Abisco sisters that sang and those that were able and many were not able to know that when our time on earth is done, the believer just goes into another place, into an eternal place. It's going back to God. And he'll never have pain again. Never have suffering again. Many of you might know brother Brad Johnson. I know he was involved with a men of vision and desired even his family at one time possibly to move to our church and involved in missions. And even last Saturday, uh, the Lord took him home. 
And uh, these things happen to us maybe suddenly and families are struck, churches are struck and things happen suddenly. But do we believe the word of God that everything's been pre-planned? Planned beforehand. God looked down. God knew all about it. He made the plan. So he prepared now our hearts to respond in our season. I just, this is so wonderful. Let's go again to Romans. I just put it on the screen so that you would just have this to uh, just uh, fellowship and eat on the word. We're becoming the word as we receive it. Whatever the devil has told you this week, just lay it aside. Whatever the word says to you is eternal. So grab a hold of that. You might be in a hurricane. You might be in a tragedy. Your your life in the natural might be a huge disappointment. But the word is not out of cater. Nothing's out of cater. Even as David also began to describe uh, in the book of Romans, it's recorded the blessedness of the man whose God imputeth righteousness without works. That means God thought about it. He made a plan about it. He made a judgment about it. He began to take into account everything about your life. And he took away the charges. On the cross, he bore your shame. He bore your iniquity. He looked ahead in time and bore your rebellion. You were hidden in Christ. It was God in Christ. That died on the cross. That looked ahead in time. And made a provision. A pre-plan. That that lady. That man. That young person. That older person. At some time in their life. The Holy Spirit's going to come by their way. And they're going to say yes. You might have come in off the street tonight. Or you might have been born in a message church. It doesn't really matter. There will come a time. When you will say yes. And David said, you are blessed to not have sin imputed to your life. It means that God regarded and he looked at your whole account. He began to think about that and consider. And he was mindful. He considered every detail. And he still said, that's my son. That's my daughter. They're my chosen ones. By his foreknowledge, he knew that you would say yes. I I trust this does something for your heart. He knew you would lay aside that weight and that unbelief. He knew that. So you're blessed tonight. Your iniquities have been forgiven. And whose sins they are covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord will not impute sin. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is uh, Brother David in Psalms 32 said, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Now we're going to go right into invisible union and how we've been justified. So now as believers, we ought to be able to rejoice and be satisfied that the only one that was worthy, the only one that was worthy has forgiven your sin. And not just covered it and forgiven it. We're going to find out in just a few moments. He justified you. He took it away. And this is a huge question. Even amongst believers. Well what about sin or unbelief. After me giving my heart to the Lord. Do you know that's already been dealt with. 
the same blood that forgave you there is in the building tonight. And all you need to do right there is say, God, forgive me. Cover it, Lord. Take the desire away. Take the nature away. I don't want to just be a religious person. Come to the heart of the matter. We're not going to deal with the symptoms. It's the word dealing with the roots of it all. You're a son and a daughter of God. If there's bondages and chains and things in your life, you are free. Not you will be free when you have a new body and five years from now when you mature in the word. That's not the word. It's as you hear the word and receive it, you become the word. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord, capital L-O-R-D, that's Elohim, the one that appeared to Abraham and gave him a promise that you and Sarah are going to conceive a child. This is the one that appeared in the Branham Tabernacle in 1963 and broke the seven seals throughout the week. The only one that was worthy. Our Lord Jesus Christ. And he stands in Coverdale Bible Way tonight. He's looking. He's, he's just, he's watching our lives saying, do we believe it? Are they catching it? The, can you imagine the angels trying to say, can they believe it? Can they see it? They can't even sing of amazing grace. But when a real son or daughter of God realizes how blessed they really are. That God looked at their sin, accounted for it, transgressions, iniquities, unbelief, and he imputed you righteous. The only one that can do that. Not a minister, pastor, pope, or friend. Not a mom or dad or counselor. It's Jesus. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity, and in whose sin there is no guile. So in Shreveport, Louisiana, this is where our brother, our brother Daryl and his wife, they live right near here. Just catch this in invisible union. Now your old book is gone. With your old union. Now your name has been transferred. Now you say, do you mean to tell me that my old book, God put it in the sea of his forgetfulness? God put my old book in the sea of his forgetfulness. Hallelujah. Happens to be the same person that has all power, almighty. He put it in the sea of forgetfulness. And he had his right mind. He knew exactly what he was doing. He had pre-planned everything. He predestined everything. So when God does that, it's over. And when you as a believer recognize how powerful our God is. Hallelujah. You stand perfectly before God. Not before the church or the preacher or, you know, somebody's going to find out. No, before God, you stand perfect. Now your name is now in the new book. Not the book of life, but the Lamb's book of life. What the Lamb redeemed. Did He have power to cover your sin? Is His blood more than able? Is it possible? Let's get right down to it. Is God possible to save you? Deliver you? Justify you? Sanctify you. Fill you with his spirit. Cause you to be his word. 
Absolutely. That's what it's, this is all about. Not the book of life, but the Lamb's book of life with the Lamb redeemed. Not the old book of your natural union, but your new bride. Your new life is in the Lamb's book of life. Your marriage certificate. Hallelujah. Where your true eternal germ from the beginning takes a hold. Now you're not only forgiven, but you're justified. He said glory, justified. Then he goes to Romans 5.1. Therefore being justified by faith. So God's already done it. It's a finished work. But you receive that. And that is the need of today. That you, when you recognize I've sinned, you as an individual, not someone forcing you, someone preaching at you, but you saying, is that how God really looks at me? Continuing on, look up the word. The word doesn't mean forgiven. The word means justified. It don't mean you're forgiven. For instance, you heard I got drunk and done some evil things and everything. Then you come around and say to me, you found out I didn't do them. Then you come around and say, Brother Branham, I forgive you. Forgive me. I didn't do it at the first place. Now I know this is where Satan gets a lot of people. Because they're so trapped in their mind. I know I did that. I remember I did that. That's why the word should be our absolute. And not our mind and our intellect and our opinion. Let the word override your intellect. Even tonight, let the Holy Spirit just bring that revelation. Open up your heart for a moment. Hallelujah. But the word justified as though you never did it. So I know I did it. I can go back to the moment. I can even, you can look on your cell phone and get the time code. You can look at this. You can find that. But in God's mind and God's word. So now what are you going to believe? Say, well, I'm going to believe time. Well, that we're not talking about eternity then. Well, I'm going to believe my emotion. That's not the word. Well, I'm going to look at what I did. God pre-planned, predestined, and every individual can put their past under the blood by faith and say, God, take that out of my life. Are we believers tonight? God sent us a message and he sent us a prophet. And every believer that goes in the rapture will receive that prophet. It's up to God to bring his message to the elect. And he does that through men and women that are burdened. Once they've received this revelation, they want to tell the world. Hallelujah. It's not even regarded at all. How is it done? In God's book of the sea of forgetfulness. Your old book and marriage is divorced and dead. It's not even in the memories of God. You know, if we would just believe the word, just take the word. Where's the battle tonight? Where's the battle? Some can hear the word and inspired preachers and are trying to soak it in. There's got to come a time when we say, God... Deal with the matter. Deal with my faith. Where am I at? 
We're coming into a new school year. We've gone through the summer. It's a good time to really move it into another place and say, God, if everything was pre-planned and from eternity, that we don't get our, our direction from Washington DC or Quebec or by television or internet. Politics don't control us. Money don't control us. Our health don't control us. The word is our absolute. And God make it more real to me. Let me shake off my complexes and my feelings and what people think about me. Let's start thinking more about what God thinks about us. Hallelujah. We've been pre-planned. Not when you were born, before you were born, God already knew everything. That ought to bring a lot of rest and a lot of just settleness to your heart. You're old enough now to take this. And you're old enough now to begin to make decisions. That's the word. That's what God said about it. That's not the preacher. That's not just what our church believes or my family. Some No, God blessed you. You are blessed to hear the word of God. You say, but there's been many that read out of Romans and read out of David. But where's their faith tonight? God sent you a prophet to let you know you're not just forgiven. It's not just covered, but it's taken away from God's memory. He He doesn't even know what happened. And you try to bring it up and you wrestle with it for years. And you'll go through all kinds of spiritual purgatory. And that needs to stop. There has to be a time when men and women are manifested sons of God. And they say, Lord, let this word, if it is true, be manifested in my life. Hallelujah. I I believe the Lord's doing that now. You're not only forgiven, but you're justified. Everything's been pre-planned by eternity. Can you imagine all the good things God's done for you? And it's all for your good. Everything about God has been good to you. He's a good father. Hallelujah. He's a good healer. He's a good deliverer and not just partial and kind of comes. He'll go where you allow him to go. Why don't you just let him have total access to your whole life? He already sees the future. He knows what's your spouse or he knows what school or he knows what career. It's not a mystery to God. It's not some huge mystery that we have to churn about. It's been pre-planned from eternity. Because you're a son or a daughter of his. I wonder, do we believe that? Then Satan, you're a liar. I I don't care what I've done, what someone else done. I'm standing on the word of God. We're now accountable. We are accountable. I'll just say this. There's no sin, no devil. No redness that the bleach cannot dissolve and deal with. We could have a big demonstration tonight. And maybe we should. I mean, and just have bleach here and start dripping in all kinds of ink and sin and unbelief. And it just becomes the bleach. Oh, you say that's scientific. No, there's more power in the blood of Jesus. To drip down your thoughts, your past, your actions. 
In fact, that's the only chemistry that it can dissolve that thing, take it back to the roots and actually make it part of the bleach. Actually make it blood. That'll help some of you to know why you've been, what you've been through. It becomes part of the blood. It becomes part of your testimony that God can help you help somebody else. Look up the word, he said now. He goes on to saying things that are to be. This is a good message to hear. Maybe write down this date in California. Things that are to be. He's the omnipresent. He's omnipresent. Omni and he's present. That means he's everywhere at the same time. Because he's omniscient. Omniscient because he's omnipresent. Therefore, by his foreknowledge, now he can't be just like the wind over the earth because he's a being. He just isn't a myth. He's a being. He dwells. He even dwells in a house. He dwells in a place called heaven. And therefore, by his being omnipresent, being omniscient and knowing all things, then he is omnipresent because he knows all things. How great is our God? Don't don't let that be a judgment and a negative on your life. He's already judged sin. He judged the unbelief. So if you're going to live on that side, then you will be judged. But the bride that receives that blood and receives the judgment, they can step over on this side. And be married to Christ. He knows all things. Now, you grew from your birth. Now, we're just going through the service now. And being raised in the message myself and going way back to the years when Brother Tom, Brother Biscoe came to Ohio and would take the Ohio youth camp. That's been my upbringing. And now we have raised our children, all three of our children. We moved to this church for our children's sake. And I can say now after these years of raising our children in this church, it's 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 the love of God through the ministry, through the congregation that caused men and women to stand up on their feet and be real sons and daughters of God. You are blessed tonight. Now you grew from your birth when you was born and presented into this world. God knew that you were going to be here in this earth and you growed from birth to maturity. Things that seem so strange to you in your young womanhood and young boyhood as children now seems very real. Amen. You couldn't understand it when you was a child. Just continuing on. But now as you become adult, you begin to understand and find out that everything, everything was just set just right. So I would say if you're an adult or elder in the message, there ought to be more grace for others that are just finding out who they are. Just finding out, oh, I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God. It don't just happen overnight. But as you have matured, then you we ought to have grace for one another. Everything's just said all right. It really means something to you now. And it should. 
So is your spiritual birth. You do things that you don't understand. When you're a little baby, come to the altar. You give your life to Christ. You do such strange things. You wonder why you did it. But after a while, when you mature as matured Christians, then you understand it. See, there's something picked up. You see why you had to do that. Your spiritual birth. Your natural birth types your spiritual. God help us. We can become so understanding of natural things, learning, education, and yet be so spiritual illiterate. But the bride is coming to a place now when the natural types the spiritual. That we, we know that it takes that quickening, that revelation to the individual. In their time, he makes all things beautiful. Amen. Do we love the word tonight? I, I know we're feeding. How it fitted to you in this life. As you grew, everything fitted right in because you were made for that. You're made to be a human. You're made to eat and drink and love and be loved. You're made to be in a community. You're made as a human. That's true in the natural. But what about the spiritual? You're made to love. You're made to have joy. You're made to worship and have peace. Hallelujah. You're made to live in heavenly places. You're made to be an overcomer. You're made to rise. Step over on the neck of that serpent and say, you have, you have lied to me for years. I, I can't even hardly believe that I gave you a moment of my life. Take out that sword yourself. Yes, sir. Stop making the ministry like, you know, some icons and some superstars. That's exactly what the world is doing. They pay their stars millions and billions of dollars. Bunch of spoiled brats. They are. Sports ain't going to get anybody in the rapture. Education isn't going to get the bride in the rapture. Politics isn't going to get us in the rapture. It doesn't matter what country you speak about. Politics is of the devil. And Satan controls every nation. But not the bride nation. Not the word of God. Hallelujah. Grab a hold of that. Yes, sir. You were made for that. Wasn't it a strange thing? I'm going back to camp now. I'm just reaching back now for some. The night you staggered into the mission, the tent meeting or the little church somewhere in the corner, something the preacher preached on a certain subject and you just fell right at the altar. My goodness, I was speaking to one of your mothers this week. She called me. And in my office, I just begin to break down on the phone as I remember one of our young people just down on their knees, hands lifted up, crying out to God. That is incredible. I remember on the Saturday night, some of you might remember after Brother Timothy spoke and and the Holy Spirit's just waving through the tent and God just touching lives. And, you know, whether it's repentance, whether it's the baptism, whether it's God just confirming, we just want more of God. Everything's been pre-planned from eternity. God decreeing. I don't think Yeswe would mind me, Mayor, but 
as we were just standing there and we had all laid our hands on one another and brother Tim was on this side and brother David Mayer and after just time went on and, and there was brother Yezwe Mayer was just down on his knees Josue and, and just crying out to God and broken and just after time went on and that that's what it's all about and to be able to pray with some of you and the, the secrets of your hearts being shared that the Lord knew all about and, and it happens at certain junctions of our life. See, God knew that before the foundation of the world. It seems strange to you why you did it then. But now you understand. You knew what happened. It's so fitting to you in this life and will be also in the life that is to come. Hallelujah. When our life on earth is over, it's not all done. That's when the believer really starts to live. But while we go through this testing time, it's still eternal life. But you talk about living in a free body. Where there's not going to be any hindrances and nothing to hinder us no more. I mean, just the millennium, a thousand years to have the devil bound. By circumstances is amazing. But that's not our future home. I mean, there's been 6,000 years of mankind, 4,000 before Christ. And now it's 2019. It's over time. I mean, it's over time. God by His grace and God by His long suffering. Maybe it's a little girl born in China, a little girl in Seattle, whatever. But the church is going to slug on and have meetings and so forth. But there will come a time when they recognize who they are and they'll rise up in the beauty now of maturity. Hallelujah. That's them recognizing who they are. Then the rapture will go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is for you and your house. It's for the visitor. It's for those that have been coming for maybe months now or streaming. God knew everything before the foundation of the world. It's fitting to you in this life and will be also in the life that is to come. This world and its life seems to advance as you mature. I don't believe he said that a person just happened to be here by chance. We need to really kill that devil. Oh, it's just luck. Oh, it's just chance. Oh, no, it's not luck and chance. God, God pre-planned this. Now, just think, when you come into the world, everything had to be for prepared for you. Or prepared, rather, for you. I know some of you is going to think, a strange, but do you know even your trial has been pre-planned by God? Pre-planned? Predestinated? God doesn't want to see you fail. He doesn't want to see his son or daughter fall flat on their face, have to go through it again. That's why he's speaking to us this way. Come up to a place that now you can get so humble and surrender to God that it's not you anymore. It's not by our works of righteousness. It's righteousness alone. And the believer receives that. And by the love they have toward God and that personal experience, it moves them through their trials. They come hell or high water or whatever. They're focused on Him. They're focused on the Word.
We didn't come here by chance. I wasn't a mistake. I wasn't an oops. No, no, God knew it. Just think, when you come to the world, everything had to be prepared or prepared rather for you. This is Brother Branham speaking. I don't hardly understand that how that we could think that a God that could prepare all these good things for us, we could not put trust in Him. This is more serious than you think. Is God able? Is anything too hard for the Lord? You say, but my situation is very unique. I mean, my... What I'm going through, my ordeal, my, my set of circumstances is all, you know, very special. Right. You know, God pre-planned everything by eternity. Just, you'd arise right above that thing. You, you might face that right till the day of the rapture. Like Brother Branham and, 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 uh, on the wings of a snow white dove and that little squirrel jumping into the cactus just days before the Lord took him. He was delivered. I don't know your trial and what you're going through, but I do know the Word of God has never failed. No one, anywhere, any place, any time, not in Africa, not in China, not the Philippines, not Canada or the United States. And God is not going to start with you by being a defeated God that's just unable to, oh my, the devil is just so big and everything's so great. He's not going to start with you. To be defeated. Hallelujah. Things get pretty messy and they get kind of convoluted and all intertwined. We just sometimes we, that's our minds. We, we get all into things. And people that go that way, they end up having a lot of trouble. And their families have a lot of trouble. Because they're feeding off unbelief. It's, it's an evil report. Of the land. Do you remember the 12 spies? And 10 came back with an evil report. Which the Bible says it was slander. And it produced rebellion. God was moving forward. God was moving the church forward. And 10 ministers, 10 princes, they went into the new land. They said it's a good land. It's a good Holy Ghost. It's a good word. But we're not able to take it. And our children and our wives. And by the time the people heard that type of ministry, they wanted to go back. They wanted to choose a leader. They went to their tents. They wept. Joshua and Caleb, they were like, brothers, they're bread for us. Let us go up at once. Do you know by the end of the chapter and the next chapter, those ten spies died? It was Joshua and Caleb. It was the, it was the word under their messenger. They were anointed to look at the giants, look at the mountain, look at the difficulty and say, we are more than able. And some of us would say, well, it's without saying what type of ministry you'd want to be under. Oh, we'd want to be under Joshua and Caleb. Do we really? When the others can be so wonderful describing the layout and how this and that, you know, th- let's be moving on. Joshua and Caleb, they wasn't just always like Moses either. That was more in a certain way. They were called to allow the people to go in their own land, to encourage them, to direct them in, in the way that they could. But once they crossed Jordan, it was to the individuals or their families or their tribes. 
You come to your own place. Oh, we want this and we want it. It's not going to be that way no more. God's raising up men and women that know their God and do exploits. I don't understand how we could think that a God could prepare all these good things for us and we could not put trust in Him. That if He brought us in this chaos that we're in now and prepared the good things of life for us here, how much more can we trust Him to prepare the things that is to come? The eternal things! It seems, I say, very strange. And you know, just think about it tonight. We're just a few more minutes before we go. You are blessed. You're fulfilling David's prophecy. Blessed is the person. Blessed is the individual. The New Testament picked it up and said, you are blessed. You are so blessed to know your sins have been forgiven. Satisfied ought to be the individual. Greatly appreciative ought to be the family to know that God has blessed them. Thunderous ought to be when they all get together in one accord and one spirit and hear the word for their day. It it ought to be unanimous. We're going in the rapture. There's nothing going to stop us. In saying all of that, it does not discount that there are single mothers among us or brothers that are without their wives and children that do not serve the Lord always. There's things that come in and there's things that go out and there's spirits that that challenge as we go through our journey. And don't misunderstand. It's not doing away with all the hurt and the pain and what the people are going through. It's not that Joshua and Caleb were so calloused. God makes the ministry a certain way because he knows what the people need to make it. So he allows gifts and he allows things to go on in in the past because he pre-plans. He places now. He actually chooses and elects now men and women to actually be together. That, That might be totally opposites, but God has called them to serve together. And anointed them. And filled them. And they are happy and they love the Lord. Pre-planned by eternity. As we come to a close now to plan beforehand, to look and know before, to plan accordingly, to know the plan to prepare before, and eternity never had a beginning, never has an end. Do you know your trial will have an end? Your battle will have an end. So it's not eternal. Your character is eternal. What God's developing in your life is eternal. So eternity is before time and during time. It'll be after time and endless. It's uninterrupted. These things are wonderful. And things they are to be. This old earthly tabernacle here. You know what it is? I'm speaking about the real you. This body is like an old coat that you wear. A coat that you once wear. But now you have one so much better, you don't use it anymore. What do you do? You hang it in the closet. 
For you've got one better. You've got a better coat. It's more up to date than the one you used to wear that's worn out. What? It's that garment. And I want to encourage you tonight, wherever you're at in your life, the spiritual garment of the word is greater than a fleshly garment. The lust of the flesh, the pride of life, what Satan has tried to entertain our youth. We have elders among us that have been delivered of the same things in their past. Take off the garment of the world and the flesh and receive the word of God. But now we're talking about this greater garment. You are the inside of that there. That garment only done what? It bore your image. See, but you don't need it anymore. You've hung it up. It's a rag. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother Branham, will we hunt squirrels in the millennium? You know, these things in life that we just love to do and trucks and cars and shopping. And Brother Branham described it like a pig being turned into a human. You know, a pig is a pig is a pig. You can clean them all up and they're going to go right toward the mud. That's what they love to do. But you turn that into a human. I'm not going to go there, but most humans, you know, they, they try to take care of themselves and they try to not run toward the mud. They try to clean themselves off. Smile or do something. Is that true? I mean, friends, when we're in that other realm and in that other place, the things we thought so great are going to seem like rags. The things that we said, it's fantastic. Oh, man, I'd love to do this. No, no. There's so much greater things. The garment only done what it bore your image. He goes on to talk about a rag and you've hung it up. That's the way this old body is. It's bore the image of the heavenly. Yet it is not you. Oh, it's me, Brother John. I look in the mirror. Yeah, you're looking in the mirror. And, and when the bride goes up and the tribulation happens, that mirror's going to break up, smash up, and be part of fodder. Why don't you take the Word of God? And I'm not speaking about a book with leather and ink. I'm talking about what God said about you. Look at that image and walk into it. Hallelujah. It's not you. He's talking about this old rag and robe. You are on the inside of that body. You, the Spirit of God. Now I'm bringing this eternal God. This one that didn't have a beginning, didn't have an end. Now we're looking into the mirror. You, the Spirit of God, is on the inside of that body. That's what makes the outside come into subjections because the inside is pulling it. Bringing it in line with the word of God, your inside, you, yourself, your being. You say, that's not me. Yes, it is. And then when you do things of the world, you say, that's not me. That's right. Say, I've tried and I've tried and I, this and I went back. That's not even you. That's not the real you. Say, but it is. It's the same name. It's the same address. It says, da, 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 da. So what are you going to believe? I know I had part two today. I took out a lot of things and did a part two maybe down the road sometime. This body is just an old coat. And someday, what will you do with it? For you was only in the garment for a while. That is like the earthly garment, this body. 
Your real body, your real self is on the inside of this old coat that you call William Branham or Susie Jones or whoever it is. See, someday it will hang in the earth's hall of memory of you. You'll put it out yonder in the grave and somebody will put a tombstone. Here lies Reverend so-and-so, John so-and-so, so-and-so. It'll lie there as a memorial of you. The people just seen you in this. But what you was, you're real you. Now the world is going to really think we're crazy. But you've never really seen the real. You've just seen the coat. The outside. We stutter. We spit. We make mistakes. Our up, Though our outward man faileth and we fall. But our inward man is being renewed. We love the word. We want more of God. Until my dying day. May that passion for God and for the word stay strong. Satan, you're a liar. You're a bluff. I will not have your spirit in my life and control me no more. By the grace of God, I'm rising. I'm coming up. This school year ought to be different for us. It ought to be where men and women take up now the burden, take up their cross. It ought to be where now those that have grown up in the assembly take their positions. They don't need everybody just telling them. I hope you're not misunderstanding that statement. I thought about it today and I, I hope that you're not think that Brother John's inciting rebellion or something different. No, I'm actually saying something about the word that when you recognize who you are, someone that's spiritual will also see that projection and it'll always be right. It'll be godly. It'll be forward. Even if we don't understand you or we don't like you or you don't like us or you don't understand us. But people that are spiritual have a connection. They're able to look beyond all that fluff and all the carnality. Hallelujah. Rise up and show who you are then. You're a son and daughter of God. All the nonsense and all the fluff now. And as the eagle stirs its nest and takes all the fluff away, then it's time to fly. Your real you was inside of that. And the old coat just bore the image. Oh, people, have you made reservations to change coats? Have you made reservations for heaven? Remember, you must have reservations. You can't get in without them. Stop whatever you're doing. And make the call. Answer the call. Eternity is calling. Say, I'd like to make a reservation. That when the roll is called up yonder, I'm going to be there. I'm going to lay aside everything. What do I got to do? I want everything. I want all the word. I want whatever God has for me. Whatever his will is. I don't want a permissive will. Does God ever change his mind about his word? There's a good message too. April 1965. They're all good. But this is what we've been feeding on. And we're not ashamed of it. Stay in the message. I thank God for all of our ministers. That the message is not a reference material and just books that we kind of reference. We preach the message. We live in the message. That's what comes out of it. Comes out from out of it all. There ought not to be a question of what we believe. There ought not to be a question in our minds about the Holy Ghost. Or is the message true? Is Brother Branham a prophet? Or where do we go from here? We're rising up. God sent us a prophet and we're years down the road. We're laying in the presence of the Son. All the greenness is being baked out. 
God had confidence in you. He trusted you. He pre-planned everything. Oh, you say, well, that attitude, then I'm just going to sit back. And if God's pre-planned everything and predestined, then I don't need to do anything. No, that's a wrong attitude. It's a bad attitude. And if you're a son or daughter of God, you can't stay there long sitting around. He'll say, come on, get up. What are you doing there? It's time to go. Time to go where? Well, I'm revealing. Come on. There's someone to talk to. Someone to share. Stop being selfish. To make reservations. Let's stand to our feet. This is good. Before I close this subject, he said, I know there's a question in your mind. Church age book. You will want to know if I believe in the doctrine of pre-existence. I don't believe in that Mormon doctrine of the pre-existence of souls any more than I believe in reincarnation or the transmigration of souls. You say, what is that? I don't know and it doesn't matter. (laughs) Be careful here, he said, and see this. It is not the person that comes predestinated eternally from God. It is the word or seed. That ought to make a person say, Hallelujah! My nose, my ears, my grades, my job. It's the seed. And if you notice the word, Brother Tom's been speaking on it, Brother Tim spoke on it, Brother Murphy spoke on it. It's not seeds. We're not the seeds of God. We're the seed. Singular. Which is Christ. That's a revelation. We're not seeds of God. We are the seed. We're predestined from God. I'm a part of God. I'm eternal. Now you tell somebody that's just carnal this, they'll shake their head and say, whatever. They're from another place. But you start fellowshipping with another person. Yeah, I listened to that too. And I read that. And man, I listened to this message. I, man, things, oh man, you start fellowshipping all of a sudden spark and hours go by and things. We were at Brother Daniel, Sister Tash's, uh, on Monday night. He's giving his testimony and talking about it. And Tash, the three hours go by, over three hours. Like my, the baby goes to bed. It's like, we gotta go. We gotta go. That's where we need to live. You can play something, Brother Benjamin. It's not the person that comes predestinated eternally from God. It is the word or seed. Way back there, too far back for the human mind to grasp. The eternal God with eternal thoughts, thought and decreed. I'm so thankful. He put a circle around your life. He put a circle. And you try to run out and you try to get away or someone else tries to get you. And God just, that circle just keeps drawing it around you. I love this. This is our last thing here. Jacob have I loved, but Esau have I hated. Neither was born and neither had done good or evil. See, it was the thought. And then that thought become expressed. And God bought back Jacob because Jacob alone was seed. Jacob alone had the seed. That is why he had respect to the birthright and covenant of God. We don't need to figure out why this and why that and why other people. Thank God for a desire. That's reflecting a seed. You just commit everything to God. 
God's bigger than all of us together. He's bigger than the devil. He's bigger than Paul. He's bigger than whatever. Do we agree? Where's our faith tonight? What do you believe? Give it to God and let him handle that. But as for you, you say, I am a seed of God. I have respect to the word. And in conclusion, if this is, I'm continuing the same quote. I just broke it down. If you are true seed, you will hear that word. The spirit will baptize you into the body of Christ, filling you and empowering you. And you will receive the word for your day and age. That's a prophet. It's thus saith the Lord. Do we believe this? We do. Absolutely. We hear the word. God's baptizing us. He's filling us. He's empowering us. And I'm receiving the word as we bow our heads. Who would say, God, I want to manifest every word, God. As for me and my house. This Wednesday night before we start the school year and as we just come together now as a body. Heavenly Father, hands are lifted up all throughout this building. Some even today said, we'll be streaming, we'll be streaming. Someone sent in a message for their relative in Haiti because he's just at the time of needy in his life. Father, it's more than flesh and blood and natural. It's the word of God we receive. And Lord, we lift up our hands and surrender also. If any of us have failed you or hurt you or gone down some pathway that has not been the, that seed expression. Lord, we repent right now. We, we ask that our lives be under the blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, the blood of Jesus. Oh, the love of God. Oh, the grace and mercy and long-suffering. Oh, for your kindness. Thank you for waiting this long. Thank you for giving us space, Lord. We're beginning to understand now more and more. The picture's becoming more focused in. We thank you, Jesus, that the rapture didn't come five years ago, ten years ago. God knows there's some here that wasn't where they ought to be. But tonight, by your grace, we can say, oh God, we're looking into the word. We're looking into the mirror of your presence. Wash us and cleanse us. And we hear the voice coming back. Blessed are you whose sins are forgiven. Blessed are you that's been justified, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost. Now ready for him to step into at any time, any place. Fill our cups, Lord. Who would say, Lord, fill my cup, Lord, as I go tonight on this Wednesday night. You've been so faithful. You've been so responsive. God bless all of you. Heavenly Father, as we go, strengthen your people. He knows my name. Let's just worship. Of course.
but I, if any person here is asking the question in your heart and what has been spoken tonight is that really the truth ask the Lord Jesus to confirm it to you if anyone here is asking the question is that really what the Lord thinks about me it can be over tonight it can be sealed for you once and for all I'm a believer I'm going in the rapture this word is for me this church is for me the music is for me the preaching's for me friends are for me the word is for me everything becomes different your life is different yes it's exactly what God thinks about you it's exactly what we heard tonight from the word of God is nothing but the truth so as we sing that last verse together and then the chorus just let it be something in your heart heartbeat before we go Mm -hmm.